Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are Tipsy Hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Got a little question for you guys. I have an answer. Same. Possibly. I saw this on the talk, of course. Mm. And it. The talk of the ticks? The talk of the ticks. And it sparked. I don't like that. <laughs> I think of fleas. Ticks. Well, <laughs> fleas and ticks are different. <laughs> whatever it sparks in your mind. Okay. That's, that's special to you. What did you see on TikTok? The question is. What would you call people who lived on different planets? Okay. For example. You Is know. it not aliens? <laughs> Is this going <laughs> to be harder than it's this? It's going to be harder than this. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like we've been taught this. Have you? Is it aliens or Martians? No. Martians live on Mars. Like, for example, like, hypothetically. <laughs> if you live on Earth, you might be an Earthling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Martians live on Mars. Okay. Got it. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be like a Venusling. <laughs> Let's start at Mercury. We're going to go in order. Oh, okay. All right. Any ideas? Mercutian. And there's no, there's no right order. <laughs> there's no right answer. I mean, Mercutian. Merclean. Actually, that's kind of what I was... Now I can't remember now that you said Mercutian. <laughs> Mercuri- Mercurians. Mercurians. I don't know. I made that up. Oh, okay. So wait, we don't know? There's no, no. right answer? Okay. Oh, well. I changed okay. my answer. It's okay. the Mercs. Ooh, the Mer- I like that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. The Mercs for short. Mm-hmm. Got it. Venus. <laughs> I take back Venuslings. <laughs> the big Vs. Venus. Venus. <laughs> I'm dreading one of these planets. It's going to be terrible. Venus of Venus. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Is it like Venus and then adding like I-V-I-A-N-S? Venus. Civilians? Venus Civilian. Venus Civilian. <laughs> why not sure okay um no um i think it's i think it's the veins (laughs) you're going from one syllable i'm going way more complicated here the mercs the veins okay next we're on mars martians okay okay you can say martians martian (laughs) the marsers marsers yeah marsarians Ooh, that sounds like Missourian. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Ju- Jupiter. The Jupes. Jupes. It's got to be Jupes. You're going to go with Jupes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I can't think of anything else. Literally the only one you I have had to an think of something. For. Well, no, because I was going to say Jupes. You can agree with Jupes. Okay. I agree with Jupes. Jupes. It Jupes. It's unanimous. <laughs> Saturn. The Sats. God damn it. Ringlings. Ringlings. <laughs> <laughs> the the Sat- Ringley brothers. <laughs> Ancestors. <laughs> Did oh, you say no. it correctly? Saturnites. Ringling brothers. <laughs> she said. Ringling. Didn't we teach you this? Yes. You did. Ringling. I'm going with Saturnites. Okay. I like it. What did you say? The Sats. Of course. Yeah. My naming system is very simple. <laughs> We're the Humes. <laughs> yes, we are. They're the Crips. <laughs> Crips. Oh. The Cryptids. Oh. <laughs> I was like, are we in a game? Watch it. Oh my gosh, stop it. Uh, literally, that's where my brain went. Same. I was like, um, no, <laughs> does she know what she's saying? <laughs> Crypt. With Crypt. The Cryptids. We better just yes. say it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Uranus. No, I've been dreading this one. Um, the anuses. No, we cannot. The, call the, the hemorrhoids. The buttholes. The roids. Ooh, the roids. Yeah. Um, the... These poor hypothetical people. <laughs> the stinky stinks. 
the roids and the jupes really have a <laughs> they're battling yes the, the sats the roids and the rings the, the ringling and the mercs <laughs> the mercs they're all in on it yeah. i literally have no answer for this one because i've been dreading it the urines Ooh. which you know play on words because urine does not come out of uranus unless you have a fistula <laughs> okay there are cases where it does but yeah. for no, most people stop no. mm-hmm. Pe- the common people do not need to know this uh neptune the neps big or nip the, or the tunes yeah <laughs> the nts nepturian okay. Oh, that's very fancy. That was fancy. <laughs> I'm a lot fancier than you guys. <laughs> I'm a big, big nip. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we're going to include Pluto because Pluto is a planet. Pluto is included. included. We yeah. have to include him. Pluto- well, Plutonians. The Plutes. I was going to say Plutes. Plutonians. The Plut Plutes. <laughs> <laughs> and when we find the life on the these planets, please come to me. Do not go to Sarah. <laughs> the hot diggity dogs. Or Boydston. And the ringalings. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, You're our planets. Call Uranus people the Roy. Daddy. <laughs> our planets Nep-daddy. are funner than your planets. Nep-daddy. Okay. <laughs> Neptune. Okay, so if we got to pick Earth, what would Earth be besides Earthling? Dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) The garbage. (laughs) Trash. Trash planet. (laughs) The Ertz. You just took out the age. She did. She just took out the age. (laughs) Ertz. (laughs) Yeah. The age was really not necessary. (laughs) So out of everybody who, um, what planet would win in a battle? Oh, um. Uh, I the feel like are too goofy. The Jupes. I, like I was going to say Jupiter. Yeah. Or or the Big Nip. The Marts. Because Jupiter's the freezing nip. planet, right? They can survive anything if they can survive that. But it's big. And then they would feud against the Marts. The Mars. Mars <laughs> the Martians. The Mars Marts. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're hot. It's a red planet. Mercury's the hottest. Yeah. The Mercs and the Marts were going to get together against the, the Jupes. Skip over the Marconians. Merc Venus. The jupes and the roids. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Not the roids. The roids. <laughs> That's terrible. a secret weapon, honestly. <laughs> yeah, people don't see them coming. They <laughs> they push them a little too hard. <laughs> push them too far, and, and they will fight. They come out. Here they come. <laughs> They're so annoying. Just a they just mess. don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and this metaphor has run its course. <laughs> well, it was funny, and then we took it too far. I mean. That's just what we do best. So thanks for asking. That was a fun game. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I thought it would be. Yeah. Oh. I'll try to think of some more next time. I really think we should focus now on the on what we're gonna what we're here to say, what we're here to talk about. I don't even know what we're here to talk about. <laughs> well, speaking, need to focus. Of, speaking of focusing, before we get started, yeah. We have an opportunity to talk to you all about a pretty cool little product that we've been testing. Oh, uh, yes, we do. So I don't know about you guys, but I pretty much run on little to no sleep all the time. That's just my norm. I don't know what that's like at all. I don't know if Lindsay can relate. (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking about like an episode a while ago, we mentioned how you act drunk 17 hours without sleep. And I said, oh, yeah, I do that like once or twice a week. No, I do that every night. (laughs) (laughs) She finally started tracking it. And it's all the time. I started tracking my sleep. I go 17 hours without sleep literally every single day. (laughs) Yeah. So all three of us work really long shifts. Lindsay also works night shift, so add that into the mix. So not only do we work long shifts, 
on no sleep, but we also like to go ghost hunting. Throw that in the mix. To stay up all night. We have to stay up late. Yes. Yeah. So, and usually drive home at the end of it. Yeah. So we're staying up for like several hours beyond, at least for me, beyond my bedtime. <laughs> 24 hours plus without sleep. We tend to drink a lot of energy drinks or coffee and they're not always like the best for us. Honestly, they make you feel so terrible. I know. I know. The last time we were ghost hunting, I drank one on the way home so I could stay up and drive. And then I couldn't fall asleep when I got home. And that was like at five in the morning. So lessons were learned. Caffeine drinks are really great yeah. until they're not. Yeah, you can just, just cross the line and then you're into the zone where mm-hmm. it's it's not good anymore. So we have found a wellness shot, an energy boosting shot called Magic Mind. It's just two ounces. So it's really easy for us to add it into our normal caffeine routine, right? So it has a lot of natural ingredients, which is nice because it's a little energy boost, helps you focus, but doesn't add a ton of caffeine to your daily routine. I love that two ounce shot because it's really hard for me to drink like big portions like energy drinks. Right. Um, So two ounces is perfect. Yeah. And for somebody like me, I'm used to drinking tons of caffeine. So I add it to my my caffeine in the morning. I might have a cup of coffee and have my little magic mind. Yeah. So I drink caffeine like it's my job. And like I have coffee every morning and then I have coffee when I get to work and I might have another thing of coffee while I'm at work. (laughs) Who knows? And I go without sleep a lot. And so it helps me as well with just not having to drink as much coffee because I always have that crash afterwards. And that's why I need more coffee. Right. I usually wake up pretty tired or if we're staying up late, I'm pretty tired. I'm kind of tired all the time. And so I have recently kind of relied on caffeine, energy drinks, a nice chai tea here and there. But I find that I am just so sensitive to caffeine that it almost makes me feel just really unsteady, pretty shaky, just not right. And so I've been looking for a either lower caffeine alternative or just caffeine alternative altogether. And I think we've found it in Magic Mind. Yeah. So as I mentioned, it has a lot of really nice ingredients, including matcha, which we've all heard of. It's a nice way to get your caffeine without boosting too much of it. Um, There's also ashwagandha, which is kind of like the hot topic in the social media world right now. That's supposed to help with anxiety, right? Stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Who needs help with stress and anxiety? Not the millennials. Never us. So if you're looking for something to add to your routine or to try out, this would be a great thing for you to go ahead and try. Um, they do recommend taking it for at least three days in a row to get the full benefits of it. So just so you know. So this is something you might be interested in. Go to magicmind.co slash the tipsy ghost. That's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot co slash the tipsy ghost. Who gets to tell us a story tonight? Tis I. <gasps> Yay. Where are we? Is I'm it a true cryptid? crime? True crime. You are? Yep. True, true crime. crime. Wow, I really yelled that in there. <laughs> you know, you only looked at her. You didn't even give me the opportunity to not participate. It's because you have burned me so many times. <laughs> we have learned our lesson. You never <laughs> chime in and then you just go, that was beautiful. I enjoyed that. Okay, give me one more chance. Okay, right. But I need you guys to actually do it. So what is our story about tonight? True. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you have to say true crime and then we sing true okay, crime. Okay, all right, all right. What is our story about tonight? It's about true crime. <gasps> true crime. Ooh, and I went up there at the I end. I feel like we a little. <laughs> Here, Maybe <welcome>. by accident. <laughs> we needed that third voice in there. Thank yeah, you. It's yes. been a long time since it's been the three of us, and I love it. 
<laughs> Thank you. So I'm going to go ahead and put a trigger warning up as we usually do with our true crimes. For any true crime. The but TW. Someone's going to die. <laughs> yes, that is part of it. But also I'm going to be discussing orthorexia, obsession with healthy eating and forced anorexia. Okay. So if this is a problem for you, then scroll on. So Linda Laura Burfield was born on December 18th of 1867 in Carver, Minnesota. She was one of eight children, and there's not a whole lot documented about her childhood because this was a really long time ago, people. 1867. Pre-Facebook. Um, it's pre-Facebook <laughs> and pre-internet. Yes. Pre- pre-computer. Yes. <laughs> so uh, nothing was documented in those times. Sound was. <laughs> I think he was there. It was a uh, grant. Grandpa. He had to deliver yeah. stone tablets. This was the Pony Express. Yes. Yep. Stone tablets? I think we were a little <laughs> bit more evolved. The Constitution was not written on the stone. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> maybe in Minnesota they were still using stone tablets. I don't okay. know. Hasn't progressed over that far. I don't know. I'm so sorry, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a dig. I'm just being honest. Listen, I live in, in Missouri. We were not nowhere near stone tablets. I bet we didn't even know how to read and write. That's exactly right. <laughs> so as an adult she never obtained a medical degree but was somehow licensed to practice medicine in the state of washington apparently there's some loophole that grandfathered in people who practice alternative medicine without a degree so that's what she did Uh, so her alternative form of medicine which is a a loose term throughout this story um, was starvation due to fasting I feel like all medicine in that time period was, in quotations, medicine. What was Maybe. the starvation supposed to fix? I'll tell you. Okay. She wrote a book called The Science of Fasting and a studied under a Dr. Edward Hooker Dewey. Dr. Hooker. Dr. Hooker Dewey. That was his middle name. <laughs> he just went by Hooker. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Hooky D. <laughs> Ed Hooky D. He was well known as being a proponent of fasting also. So like you said, this there may have been like a few people who were into this, but honestly, fasting wasn't a huge deal at mm-hmm. the time. She developed a method of fasting that she claimed to be the cure for all manners of illness because it could get rid of toxins from the body. Some of the ailments included cancer, psoriasis, heart disease, tuberculosis, epilepsy, and insanity. Yes. I have heard that um, starving yourself gets rid of mental illness. Yeah. I don't think it works. It just oozes right out. Yeah. Insert my sarcasm font here. Right. She is quoted as saying, overeating is the vice of the whole human race. Hmm. But really, she just means eating anything, period. Not overeating. She eventually marries a man named Samuel Hazard, and she became... Dr. Linda Hazard. She is Dr. Hazard. She literally exactly. had red red flags. <laughs> you endangered a girl. That's all I'm going to say. No, we were in danger <laughs> of her. September 1910. <laughs> what was that accent? <laughs> it was an accent. I'm so sorry. I liked it. <laughs> nope, that was a weird one. <laughs> was okay. that uh, disrespectful? Should we take that out? No. no. I, almost... I don't know who it would have been disrespectful. You just sound like a... <laughs> 40s gang member, I guess. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. A 40s gang member. <laughs> Specifically, I don't yes. even know how that would sound, but okay. Sounded just like that. Yeah, you just listen to yourself again. No, Like Al Capone. I, yes. I, like gangster. Yeah, you were a gangster. I'm sorry. What is 40s gang member? <laughs> Not you have to break it down even more. Realize that gangster. Like a Brooklyn gangster. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm that sorry, I wasn't more clear. <laughs> I think you gotta be very clear. Al Capone. Okay, so. <laughs> I got it. We're flashing forward here to September of 1910. Oh, okay. We've okay. Two sisters traveled from Liverpool, England to the Pacific Northwest on a journey to find perfect health. Oh, in the 1910s, that would be a journey. It is a journey. Yeah, especially because they're going to the Pacific Northwest, so they're going the long Uh, ways around. Were they on the Titanic? I don't think so. Wasn't that later? No, because 1914. The Titanic sunk. But wasn't it later? (laughs) (laughs) What if they survived? (laughs) There were survivors. There were. It was the sisters going to the Pacific Northwest. Unless they like. 20s? Hold on. 10s. A train? April 14th, 1912. I was close. Oh, shit. Who knows their Titanic history? I said 1914, but you said 1910. I knew it was before World War I. That's all I knew. Okay. So anyways, they're they're heading to the Pacific Northwest in that area. Gotcha. The sisters' names were Dorothea, who went by Dora. Perfect. She Mm -hmm. was an explorer. (laughs) She did explore. They were exploring. Uh, The Pacific Northwest. Her sister's name was Boots. Maybe that's what they called her. (laughs) The map. Yes, she went went by Claire, though. So Claire the map. Claire the map. Maybe on her birth certificate it said the map, but (laughs) she goes by Claire. That was her middle and last name. I can't believe you went with the map. (laughs) Did she go by backpack? Yes, Uh, I think Dora. Well. Yeah, you get it. You get the you get the point. So Dora, Dora was yes. 37, Claire, she was 33. Okay. Both sisters were obsessed with healing themselves from illnesses, but out of the two, Claire was the one who was just way more into it. So she was kind of driving this train. Were they like really sick? No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But they were just obsessed with healthy lifestyle. Gotcha. Having perfect health. Living forever. That whole thing yeah, probably. Yeah, or just, you know, you see it nowadays too, just people who That's true got to eat clean you can't eat sugar you can't do this this and this is just an obsession and it kind of started a long time ago apparently so they came from a wealthy family but both of their parents died when they were young so they were apparently very close to their governess um her name was margaret and they treated her like a mother they were again very close with her so Mm -hmm. while they were in the pacific northwest they were staying at a hotel in vancouver british columbia and they were introduced to a fasting treatment that was promoted as a wellness solution and was led by none other than Dr. Linda Hazard. Dr. Hazard. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hazard. And like I wrote here, if that name is anonymous, I don't know what it is. You in danger, girl. It is very Dr. Danger. Dr. Danger Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> so the two girls, they felt like they could trust Dr. Hazard because she was a woman. And, and a you doctor. don't really see female doctors at this time. Mm-hmm. And again, they came from money, so they always had their guard up against men, or they felt like people were trying to swindle their money. So this was somebody they felt like they could trust. Claire wrote a letter to Dr. Hazard telling her about her stomach problems and Dora's achy knees and swollen glands. So you asked if they were really sick. This is what their problem was. She's 37. Achy knees. Achy is knees. Just swollen glands. Happens. Yep. I have Especially, both of those things. Well, when the life expectancy back then was probably like in the 50s or 60s. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, that doesn't seem like a huge problem. But what do I know? A few days later, a copy of Dr. Hazard's book just showed up at their hotel. She was like, I think you would like this. And the girls read it. They read it cover to cover. They loved it immediately. They were big believers in the clean living movement and believed that medical doctors were fools. So they believed in this like alternative type of medicine here. 
Claire wrote another letter to Dr. Hazard asking if she would take on their case. Dr. Hazard replied and said that they needed to come to Seattle and if they could, that she'd begin treating them right away. Remember, she could only really practice in Washington. So she's like, yeah, if you can come down here, I'll help take care of you. (laughs) Nothing sketchy. Can you imagine coming all the way from England to the Pacific Northwest for achy knees? Yeah. (laughs) And swollen glands. They just had so much money, they didn't know what to do with this. They're just traveling away. Like, I expected you to be dying (laughs) to come that distance. No. She also promised that eventually she'd be able to move them to her new sanitarium that was being built on an island in Olala. Ooh, like Hawaii? Uh, Olala, Washington. Oh, okay. It sounded Hawaiian. Pacific Northwest. (laughs) The girls agreed and headed for Seattle, but they failed to mention any of their new plan to their friends or family. So they just set off on their own. Uh, Big problem. So February 27th, 1911, the girls arrive in Seattle and meet Dr. Hazard for the first time. Dr. Hazard was described as tall, thin, and very intimidating. Almost as soon as the two sisters walk into the doctor's office, she diagnosed them as, quote, super sick. Super sick? (laughs) She warned them that their conditions were quite serious and recommended immediate treatment. Dora asked if maybe she wanted to do any physical exams first before diagnosing them as being sick, but she wrote them off, and then she said... It is no use to do an examination for any organic disease until the fast has begun or has proceeded for some time. That makes no sense. But okay, Dr. Hazard. She's going to push the fast on them first and then examine them. Yeah. So they received their first treatment, which involved Dr. Hazard pounding against their backs, heads, and foreheads, punching them. Why is that a fasting treatment? It goes along with it, I guess. Because they'll be in so much pain, they don't want to eat. Or it releases toxins from the body. By punching them out. Yeah. You punch the toxins out. Okay. I'm with you. So they were given instructions on their fasting regimen, and they were told that they could boil tomatoes in a quart of water to make a vegetable broth. Ew. They were not allowed to include salt, sugar, or seasoning. They could include a thumbnail amount of butter, and they were to drink one cup twice a day. Later, they could incorporate asparagus broth and orange juice into their diet. Asparagus broth? Yes. You boil it up, but don't eat the asparagus. You just drink the broth. Sounds Sounds delicious. (laughs) I mean, I'd probably like it, but... You probably would. Not like just that for the day. I (laughs) love asparagus, but I don't think I would like that. Do you think it'd make your pee smell? Um, Yeah. Not not as bad as regular asparagus. Be real diluted. Interesting. So yeah, they could also drink orange juice. So Sunny D, you're good. (laughs) Orange juice? Maybe they meant like fresh press. I'm thinking orange juice has a lot of sugar in it. This says made with real juice. <laughs> so poisonous- For the record, yeah. Uh, She's drinking a Sunny D alcoholic beverage. Sunny D vodka seltzer. It's your childhood, but in adult form. That's true. And it's delicious for those who like don't Sunny like Delight. Sunny D. And this can, which I believe, says made with real juice so <laughs> you could have drank this under her you could have diet i don't think and alcohol was probably part of her diet you don't no. know that yeah i don't think so because she says no other food was allowed for several weeks or until the doctor told them that they could incorporate it so in addition to this very strict diet uh, they were encouraged to walk as much as possible to purge the poison from their body the sisters were to pay $60 per week for a quote-unquote massage. 
also an internal massage, aka enemas. Yeah. Oh no, not the enema. It's not the kind of internal massage I thought we were going for. Oh. What kind of internal massage did you think we were going for? It's not appropriate. It's not an enema. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> but this one is referring to an enema, which is also disturbing. And then they got near scalding hot baths. You're paying somebody to punch you. Yes. And it's awful. Ugh. Okay. And just FYI, they explained that these enemas started as 30-minute events. <gasps> they progressed to hours long and eventually went to day-long sessions oh, of gosh, enemas. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hate that so much. Yes. So they left the office that day and they went to an apartment that was set up by Dr. Hazard for them to rent. And so remember those day-long enemas I talked about? Apparently they had to, or they were so painful that they had to string a hammock over the bathtub so that when they would eventually faint or pass out from the pain, that they would be caught and not hurt themselves. Bad, oh my gosh. Bad problems. I hate this so much. That sounds safe. Right. So fainting and collapsing became more and more common as their bodies weakened over the days. And over time, some of the neighbors became totally disturbed by what they were seeing. They were um, also hearing moans and screams screams coming from the apartment. I'm sure they were. Those poor women have a lot more problems than achy knees now. I know. Yeah. It's just a whole new slew of problems. So um, a nurse by the name of Nellie Sherman was an employee of Dr. Hazard, and she cared for the girls while they lived at the apartment. Apparently, Dr. Hazard told Nellie at one point that the two English girls were in a bad way and it shouldn't be long, which to your point, shouldn't be long for what? Like they were there for achy knees. Right. <laughs> and swollen lymph nodes. And glands. glands. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be long till they get better. Mm-mm. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, one night while caring for the sisters, Nurse Nellie went to a neighbor's apartment and asked the neighbor to come look at what had come out of Claire's enema. <gasps> Oh, I don't know if I want to hear this. There Just was a, a random person? Yes. Mm-hmm. She was so freaked out Come by what came cinema. out, but she was like, I need somebody to witness this with me. Okay. Mm. Apparently, there was some strange white matter floating in the bucket. I can only imagine what that was. But again, she was so freaked out that she ended up going behind Dr. Hazard's back and to a different doctor for advice. And you can imagine what they said. They said, well, she needs to eat more than tomato broth. Um, But... And stop the enemas. And stop the enemas. But sadly, the girls really wouldn't do anything unless Dr. Hazard told them to. So she began having control over both of the sisters in all different aspects, not just their health anymore. Dora began sleeping all of the time and was confused, obviously. She has no energy. Exactly. Yeah. So Dr. Hazard was telling Claire, don't trust Dora anymore, especially when it comes to making decisions about your money. Uh-huh. She even told Claire that all of their important documents should be kept in a safe at her office. I'm getting the motive now. Okay. Yeah. Here's the motive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the sanitarium is complete. They've been building it. It is now done. And it's time for the sisters to move over to the sanitarium. Like I mentioned, it was located in Olala, Washington. Dr. Hazard called the sanitarium Wilderness Heights Institute of Natural Therapeutics. The locals in Olala called it Starvation Heights. And that's oh. the name that stuck. I would have called Ooh. it Starvation Nation, but oh, mm. missed opportunity. That's okay. It's okay. They were young. Yeah, it was a small community too. Maybe it was higher up on I the mean, ground. Let's give them credit for starvation because I mean, that's yeah. pretty clever. Yeah. So April 22nd, two ambulances show up at the apartment to bring the sisters to the pier to catch the ferry to Olala. 
Both sisters weighed approximately 70 pounds at this Mm -hmm. time. Yikes. And they both could barely speak. And Dr. Hazard's attorney randomly shows up at the pier and makes his way into Claire's ambulance. And supposedly he helped Claire write a letter to the governess, Margaret, to let her know that her will was being updated. And she wanted to leave money to the Hazard Institute and for her body to be cremated after she died. And she wanted her body to be cremated by Dr. Hazard. Mm, So even more sketchy. So the girls, they make it to the sanitarium, but just barely. And they are placed in a tiny attic above the doctor's bedroom. So they're promised like this big, beautiful cabin. You know, of course, it's like makes it sound like that's part of the healing treatment. You're going to be out in nature, animals, you'll be amongst the trees. No, that is not what happened. While it is beautiful over there, Mm -hmm. the place that they built was a house. It was just a house. Okay. And they were both living in this teeny tiny attic with the ceilings were so low they could barely even stand. And Dr. Hazard separated them with a screen. She thought it was really important for them to be separated. Otherwise, they wouldn't heal. And again, sadly, they just kind of went along with these things. Of course, they had no energy probably to argue with anything else. And shortly after arriving to Olala, Dr. Hazard was heard around town saying that Claire was going to die very soon. And by this time, Claire was now down to 50 pounds. Oh, my gosh. So basically just bones, a little bit of skin. Yep. Yep. Some internal organs that are failing. Yeah. And there are pictures, sadly, of the sisters. Really Dora, but you can see pictures and it just shows you how very small. Like I was trying to think about things that weigh 50 pounds. Okay. Like a TV. Probably weighs 50 pounds. Like one of the flat screens TVs. A sack of potatoes. A couple sack of the potatoes. My sister. Uh, much. Large bag of dog food. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what she was. Just a bare bones, skin and bones. June 1st, Margaret shows up in Vancouver after receiving Claire's letter. So she thought something seemed fishy in the letter. Yeah. I'm like, eh, something right, I'm going. Smart lady. So, yeah. She gets there, though. And when she arrives, Sam Hazard is there to greet her and says, oh, you're too late. Claire's already died. And also, by the way, Dora is helplessly insane. So yeah, too bad. You're you're too late. And so obviously, Margaret is devastated by this news. And Dr. Hazard tells Margaret that the girls were both in really bad shape when they came to see her. It wasn't her at all. They were just terrible when they came over. Then immediately moved on to describe the autopsy that she had performed on Claire in detail and um, explained that Claire's liver had cirrhosis and was extremely hard. She also said Claire's blood was powdered and that her internal organs had shrunk. I don't know that that's a thing. (laughs) I don't think it, I've never heard of it being a I've thing. I've never heard of powdered blood. <laughs> um, and so, you know, most, most people think that the reason that she performed autopsies on her own patients is because then she could get around saying that they died from starvation and she could, um, you know, say that they died from cirrhosis of the liver or whatever she really wanted it to be. Um, and just mention here too, that she would also excise gold teeth from the people who had died and, and their skulls and sell them for money. Mm, of course she did. She's a piece of work. Dr. Hazard then asked Margaret if she would like to go and see Claire's body because she had her quote, beautifully embalmed, which embalming was not really a thing at the time. So this was a very weird thing. Okay. And why would she embalm her if her wishes said she wanted to be cremated? Good question. Okay. So, but here comes the plot twist, and this is where things kind of get weird as if they're not already weird. But when they go to where the body is and they show it to Margaret, the body was not Claire's. 
Oh, she grave digging. The person was wearing Claire's dress, but everything else was wrong. And later looking back, yes, Claire had died, but they think that they replaced it with a different body because it was more robust and Mm -hmm. full and didn't actually show how terrible that she was looking before she died. So all jacked up here. Margaret Margaret went to Olala. She was like, I got to go see Dora and figure out what's happening here. She's just, you know, devastated by this whole situation. When she got there, she found Dora in a small cabin about the size of a chicken coop. And Dora looked and smelled like death, basically. I'm sure she did. Yeah. So Margaret actually ends up moving in with Dora and became her full-time caregiver. So good on Margaret. And she would try and sneak her food anytime that she could. And eventually start to break her free from the cycle. Mm-hmm. She discovered that Dora had been tricked into giving Sam Hazard power of attorney over her. And found out that Dr. Hazard had been forging long sections of Claire's diary. And in, written in the diary was where Claire discussed that Dr. Hazard can control all of my remains and all of my possessions once I die. So they think that that was probably forged especially because she speaks in third person and calls herself claire and Mm. it's very bizarre yeah so dora told margaret what happened when claire died and as you can imagine very very sad she said that she snuck dora snuck to be at claire's side but dr hazard suddenly just appeared out of nowhere because i'm sure she was keeping a very close eye on them and dora begged to be able to be with her sister alone which dr hazard refused she then asked Claire if she would like another treatment. And before Claire could even answer, Dr. Hazard began punching Claire's stomach repeatedly. Claire's eyes rolled back in her head and she passed out. And shortly after this, she passed away. My guess is internal bleeding. Something. Uh, Yeah. Poor lady. It's just awful. So Dora did not leave immediately afterwards. Um, But she eventually kind of came around to the idea that things were not going to end well for her if she stayed. So Mm -hmm. she began kind of plotting her escape. Dr. Hazard, of course, would not just let her leave and claimed that she owed her thousands of dollars and she had to pay this. So she ended up paying $900 and was like, whatever, I need to get out of here. And she fled to Tacoma, Washington on July 22nd of 1911. At this time, she barely weighed 60 pounds. This is Dora. And so pictures when she came back, she was so startling to look at that, mm-hmm. you know, newspapers everywhere were taking pictures of her and posting it in the paper. So this began cycling around and everybody's seeing pictures of her. So, you know, nothing really happens from the United States, but the vice council, the vice consul in uh, Britain, Britain gets involved, saw what had happened to one of their people. And they were like, Oh hell no, we're going to, we're going to look into this. And they did. They started looking into Dr. Hazard and noted that some pretty sketchy things have been going on throughout her career, way before she even moved to Washington. That's a whole different story, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so January 15th, 1912, the trial against Dr. Hazard began. And it's estimated that she had killed somewhere between 20 and 40 people. They're not really exactly sure. Mm. But there are definitely some documented deaths there that are, you know, pretty important people, too. On February 4th, she was found guilty and sentenced to two years of hard labor in no. Walla Walla, Washington. Stop it. Two years? hmm That's it. And after she was released in 1915, she continued to treat patients. And she was even able to raise up enough money from her book sales and from money from her patients that she was treating to open her dream sanitarium in Olala. So this was now a bigger and better sanitarium than the house that she had built 
Uh, eventually, though, that one burnt down in 1935. So Dr. Hazard became ill and she died in 1938 after trying to heal herself using her own starvation techniques. Weird. Isn't that interesting? So then one little happy piece is that Dora was able to move on. She actually got married and had a child and she died at the age of 71. It's fascinating that she was able to have a child after being I know, I thought starved that too. so much. And lived to 71 because as you pointed out, the average life expectancy I'm sure was not 71 right. at that time. So interesting. That is a story of Dr. Linda Hazard. Who really had no punishment. Nope. She makes me angry. Did she? Do you think she killed other people after? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. 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 Because she kept practicing. Yeah. Yeah. But they said that there's no way to really know because, you know, they do have a graveyard in Olala. You can go, they showed pictures of, um, but then they do think that, you know, she was performing autopsies of these bodies and just like throwing them over the cliff into the water sometimes. I'm sure she probably was. Or cremating. Exactly. Cremating that she liked to do. She was a big creep. Good grief. I know. And all of this was because, like, did she actually believe in this stuff or was she just trying to get their money? I think it was both, honestly, because, yeah. you know, you get to the end when she died from her own techniques and it's like, oh, man, she really she really might have been thinking that this was actually going to work for people, mm-hmm. which is scary. That is scary. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story there. That is kind of interesting. Definitely. I hate that. It's... It's fascinating, yeah. honestly. I know. That somebody... There's so many things going on, like a psychological aspect of it. And... Yeah. There's right. a lot going on. She's like controlling them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are going to put in a hotline number here for you guys for anyone who is struggling with eating disorders. This is from the National Eating Disorders Association. You can always call 1-800-931-2237. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, downer of a story. They always are. They, You're welcome. They really are. But at least Dora had a happy ending. Dora had a happy ending. Dora went on to explore. Further in her life. Yes. Her child was named Backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Too far? Sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to our true crime story by Sarah. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there. Or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.